Wesley Peeps, and thanks for tuning in to episode 006 of The Pursuit, the official podcast of the Tarleton Wesley Foundation, where we talk about all things the life of college students. Some of it's specific to Tarleton, but a lot of it's not. Uh, and so through each episode of this podcast, we're, we're going to try to cover topics of theology, of just life at the time of being in college. Topics of you know deconstruction in the church. We're going to talk a lot about video games, books, movies, current events. And if you've been keeping up with our episodes, you know that a lot of times it's just a lot of nonsense. I think it was our last episode that that I have started calling our our uh, uh, Seinfeld episode because it was the episode about nothing. <laughs> but uh, I I am Reverend Corey Moses, pastor and director of the Wesley Foundation at Charleston State University. And I can't wait to get into today's episode with you. Each week, I'll have a, co- a guest co-host joining us on the podcast to help lead in our topic of the day. And so sometimes it'll be from our board of directors. Sometimes it'll be from colleagues and friends of mine across our conference. Uh, and sometimes it will be Tarleton faculty or staff. And even on occasion like today, you will get the privilege of hearing from one of our in- incredibly gifted uh, student leaders. And today with me, I have Becca De Los Santos. Becca, welcome to The Pursuit. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Good. Happy to get down. Or sit, happy to sit down and talk with you. Good. Good, good, good. So, well, as we as we kind of get the ball rolling, um, Becca, why don't you just do a little bit, uh, take a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and why are you here? I guess my elevator pitch of that is that I am a senior here at Tarleton. The end is near. Um, yeah, hopefully. I'm really excited about that. It's been a trying couple of weeks, but I'm a nursing and psychology major. Um, I don't really have a lot of hobbies. or. But anything. you don't have time for a no, lot of I hobbies. No, I don't. I don't. Um, <laughs> so it's hard to like describe myself. I think recently I've been telling people I don't know a lot about myself, and I'm excited okay. to graduate and figure out more about myself. Yeah. Um, well, so where are you from? I am from Houston, Texas. Ew. Yeah. No. But I did go <laughs> to high Houstonites. school in Montgomery, which okay. is about an hour away from Houston. Uh, is it Houstonians or Houstonites? I think it's Houstonians. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh. I, I was, when I was younger, we grew up in Houston, uh-huh. and then my parents decided, once my sister and I graduated, to move back, because mm-hmm. they still work in Houston, so they had been commuting while we were younger. And your sister goes to Tarleton also. What is she studying? She studies criminal justice. Okay, and what does she want to... minor in psychology, too. Okay, so what is the connection of both of you wanting to study psychology? Or is there a connection? Um, I think my sister just likes to do things better than me. <laughs> so it's a little bit of that... Little friendly thing. sibling yeah. rivalry. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, but I also think that we are really... We like to... Even though... We don't know a lot about ourselves yet. We like to be in touch with ourselves and our feelings. Because mm-hmm. um, I think we uh, grew up in a household where my parents worked all the time. And we didn't have like an outlet that we needed. So we had each other. Um, so I think we chose psychology to mm. kind of understand ourselves a little bit more. And try to hopefully be better parents in the future. Not that my parents are bad. It's just <laughs> yeah. they worked a sure. lot. So um, So does your, does your kind of... Uh, projected career path goal is that ha- does that include psychology or more of the nursing uh, I think I would like to integrate psychology I think it makes me a better practitioner having okay. that background and I know how to talk to people I feel like and see subtle cues where I'm like okay this patient is not doing as well as I mean maybe their vitals are good maybe they're they look better but mentally I know that they're not doing better and we need to find the root of that so I, there's pl- been plenty of times where I've seen that and even in my clinicals I talk with a patient and they talk with me a little bit more than the actual nurse because they can see I I want to get to know them mm-hmm. and see how they're doing. Granted, I probably have a little bit more time than the actual nurse, but I think it's already helped me Good. so far. So. so is there a like a specific uh, discipline or, or focus of nursing or just general nursing? Like do you want to do like pediatric nursing <laughs> or triage I or <laughs> I, I really not a lot of people would say this but I really like med surge okay I um I don't know if you know anything about nursing but people are like oh that's the worst kind of nursing because <laughs> it's just passing out pills and recovering patients from surgeries it's important though it is and it's a lot of like 
you'll get patients that are there for a little bit longer too. Yeah. Um, but I think it keeps you on your A game and you get to see how diseases are path, like their pathology and you get to check yourself mm. like on their presentation on how like this, the symptoms are presenting in this patient. And it just, it's a learning experience. I really yeah. love learning. So I think that that's a good career choice for me, but in the future, I would like to go back and get my, uh, family nurse practitioners license and practice as a nurse, maybe even go, um, go and get my doctorate in that and have the opportunity to be a professor maybe in the future. Okay. Well, so that's, that's kind of the, the academic side of who is Becca. Let's talk the faith side. So how did you find the Wesley? So, uh, I found the Wesley through one of my friends, Deshaun. Deshaun, yeah. amazing. (laughs) And, um, he always would say, come to the Wesley. And I don't think I did to start off. Um, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm busy. And then one night I was like, okay, I'm hungry. I can go to the Wesley. We got food. Yeah. And then from then on, I've been set with the Wesley, and I'm very <laughs> thankful for that experience from Deshaun. Good. And I liked us being the Deshaun Taraj. <laughs> the Deshaun Taraj, that's yeah. what it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovingly coined as the Deshaun Taraj. Yeah. Deshaun's so caring and brings in <clears throat> a lot is. of people. He's exactly what the Wesley, I think, embodies. So what keeps you coming back to the Wesley? I think that the ability to um, eloquently, scholarly, kindly debate with people on Mm. their faith Mm -hmm. um, and ask questions and not basically be told this is right, this is wrong, but have elevated discussions about our faith and what we're struggling with or what we've researched on our own um, and what we bring with our faith to the table. And I think the people here have also challenged me to do better in my faith, too. I, I don't think I've been as strong in my faith as I wanted to. Um, I think because, for me, with my faith, I've been told, oh, you have to do it this way. Oh, you have to come here. If you're not coming to church, you're not a good Christian. Mm. And I don't see it as that. I think that I could be better with my time management with my faith. Um, I think that's something I definitely need to work on. But I feel accepted here. And yeah. I feel like it's a Good. very accepting place. So. Good. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think that important piece that that we I think the church really struggles with is we we want people very involved in the church. And I know when I was in the local church, we loved those people that just they had the flexibility to to always be at the stuff that we had. And, and there's some churches that out there that they they kind of prey on that and they kind of use kind of that that um, you know well you don't want to be lukewarm you want to be hot or cold you know that sort of thing and and they kind of use this guilt trip to get people plugged in but but the reality is that that I think part of being a responsible disciple of Jesus is being a good steward of all of our resources and and yeah our time is one of our resources. Some would argue maybe our most valuable. And so I think being able to to have some emotional intelligence and some some boundaries and some, you know, just some general understanding of what it means to be a good steward of our resources, I think that's hugely important. I think I've told you all as our leaders before, like, yeah, I, I want you at any and everything that you can be at at the Wesley, but you're not at Tarleton to come to the Wesley. You're at Tarleton to get a degree. And so that's your first priority. Hopefully the Wesley becomes a high second or third if you have a job. But but yeah, yeah, you definitely have to be a good steward of your resources. Definitely. And I think it's a, a great way to meet people that are like-minded in faith and to grow your faith too and be accepting of that I, I'm kind of questioning some things. And that's okay okay and it's a safe place to question and learn and grow well it's the season of life that you're in right i mean you learn a lot about yourself in these four years that you are in college um probably more than you expected that you were going to learn about yourself and you will continue to learn about Mm -hmm. yourself and so good good well anything else about about you and and why you're here why you're on this podcast (laughs) Um, well, I have a cat named Beans who's basically like my personality. <laughs> it's so true. You see those memes that are like, oh, a cat lady and her 
cats or her personality. It, it's really true. I show my cat. He's my baby. Like, look at him in this cute photo. Um, and I am here at the Wesley because I saw a past later, Deshaun, really change people and yeah. bring people together. That's and good. I, I want to do that for others. That's good. So, it's exciting. Good. Well, every week, well, not every week, but a lot of weeks, we, we turn to these, these cards that, uh, if, if this were a video, people would see these cards. They're called pod decks, and, and they're, they're made for podcasts. And we have four different ones. We have Would You Rather, we have two different interview decks, and we have What the Heck. And it's just, it's just a great way to kind of get some conversations going that may or may not have any sensical point to them, <laughs> but we've, we've had fun with them. So I'm actually going to choose for you oh, for the first you. one, and and I'm going to give you what the heck. I was looking at those, so I'm glad he chose that. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. What is the scariest sound you could hear in the middle of the night? Oh, okay. Um... I think I'm going to have to go back to the crazy cat lady. <laughs> your cat throwing up on your bed. You know that, that oh, sound? Oh, yes. It's like lightning and wake up. It's like I, I sleep really well at night, and I don't like to think that I can be woken up very easily. But sounds like that and like. So not someone in your house. Yeah. No, not someone <laughs> in my house. I'd probably sleep like that. But the cat. Oh. There was. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, he just causes mayhem too at night. Oh I think my it's gosh. like a nocturnal thing. He'll <laughs> knock over things, and I, I know that it's beans that knocked it over. But if something fell over overnight, I, I won't wake up. Yeah, we had a cat. When we lived in a small town years ago, our cadence was a baby, and, and I had a, a bag of golf clubs on the other side of the room, bedroom. Mm. And we, we had like laid down, gone to bed, but I don't think we were fully asleep yet. Maybe we were. Katie would correct me, but... But all of a sudden, our cat just ran and jumped onto the side of this golf bag, and the whole thing just toppled over. Sounds like a cat <laughs> thing to do. And then when we lived in, when we first moved to Granbury, we were we were renting a house from a church member, and and I was up watching Game of Thrones, and I had just gone to bed, and about two o'clock in the morning, all the alarms in the house started going off, smoke alarm, security alarm. And of course, I'm I'm like hitting my phone because I think it's I'm I'm half asleep. I'm thinking the, that it's my phone, my phone alarm is going off. I'm like, no, no, stop! You're gonna wake up the kids. You're gonna wake up the kids. And uh, and it ended up some some lint in the dryer had caught fire. <laughs> wow! So, so the guy that was, the very gracious gentleman that was letting us rent the place, he's calling me. He's like. I just got a call from the fire department that says that the fire alarm's going off at the house. And we're like, yeah, they're, they're here. So <laughs> it ended up being fine. Nothing was damaged. And we, yeah. we got it. And, of course, uh, one of the kids, I think it was, I forget which one. One of the kids slept through all of it. <laughs> that would be and, good. and the <laughs> other one was like, we saw the fire trucks. It was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, draw a card for me. I don't care which one. Okay. Okay, I'm drawing from the Would You Rather pile. Okay. Would you rather have to grow, hunt, and kill your own food, or eat only Taco Bell for a year? Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I, I used to be really into hunting and fishing and all that, and uh, I, I finally had to accept that if me and my family's survival was dependent on what meat I could bring home, it's gonna be a pretty thin winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the I love the idea of it, and and I love cooking wild game and things like that. But man, once you once you kill a deer, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and how much time you have to process it? Oh man, yeah. oh man. There, so there is a funny story that I love to tell. Um, my wife and I were engaged. And I was at a small town country church in Winters, Texas, 
And one of the church members had said, you know, hey, this opening weekend, you can come out to my land, you can go hunting, my, my son put up a blind, you can borrow his gun, I'm going to give you the short version. So we go hunting, and we I'd never been hunting, I've been watching YouTube videos, all this kind of stuff, I'm like, I'm going to go hunting, I'm so excited. My wife, on the other hand, grew up with a father who's an avid hunter. Yeah. And so we're we're cramped into this little tiny one-person deer blind, and and we were so eager. I think we got out there by about five a.m. Oh my gosh, I forget you had to go out so early. Well, we didn't have to be out there that early, <laughs> and it was cold. I'm sitting there sipping my hot my co- coffee. My wife is sipping our hot chocolate, and it was dead. I mean, there wasn't even squirrels moving. And so uh, I was like, you know, it's fine. It's it's Saturday. We can still, you know, have a whole day. You know, we can go do this. We can go do this. I said, let's just, let's call it a day. We'll come back another time. And my wife says, before we leave, let's walk around and see if we can stumble across a deer. Okay. So we did. We took about, we walked about 100 yards and she is frozen in her tracks. Now, I should pause and say that the night before, we watched Old Yeller. Oh, no. And the scene where the hogs attack um, the boy and Old Yeller. And I made a comment about how mean hogs can be if they're cornered. We saw three wild hogs in this field. And so she is just frozen. So I'm like, hey, I can shoot one of those. They'll eat pretty good. So I shoot the middle hog. And, of course, the other two run off. And then I put another bullet in the brain. And so I was like, okay, this, this hog is dead. Well, now we had another problem. How do we get this 300-pound pig back the mile or whatever to the pickup and then to the processor? Yeah. So I hand my wife the gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, my at the time, fiancé, I hand her a gun, the gun. And I say, you wait here. I'm going to go get the pickup. I'll come back. So I leave, she's standing in the middle of this field holding a gun, a rifle, with, in her mind, some very aggressive hogs lurking in the yeah, shadows somewhere. I was going to say, because yeah. I think you have to, like, shoot every one of them, because then they'll come back and, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I get back with the pickup, and then I'm like, well, how are we going to get this big pig mm-hmm. in my pickup? And so I'm thinking, and it, it was a little S10, it wasn't very high off the ground, but it was still something to worry about. And so I'm like, I'll tell you what, Katie, um, the front legs are going to be heavier. I'll pick up the front legs. You pick up the back legs and we'll, we'll, you know, put her in the back of the pickup. That didn't work. So I said, I thought for a minute, I was like, okay, I'll tell you what, you get that front leg. I'll get this front leg. The truck's low enough to the ground. We can pick up the front end and lean it on the tailgate. And then I can pick up the back legs and use, you know, leverage and slide her in the back of the truck. She was skeptical, but she was like, okay. So, so we pick up the back legs, and after, through some struggling, we finally get this pig up on the, leaned up against the tailgate of the truck. <laughs> so I was like, all right, Katie, you hold her, and I'll pick up the back legs. And she's like, well, what do you mean hold her? And so I said, well, just you know, lean over <laughs> and hold her. So she is leaned over, hugging this pig. She is, she is face to snout. Of this dead pig. Yeah. And they smell so bad. Mm -hmm. They smell so bad. And um, and so I was like, all right, hold her because I don't want to have to do this again. So she's leaned over hugging this pig and again, face to snout. And and I was like, all right, here we go. So I pick up the back legs and I go to slide. Well, when I did, all the weight of that pig went onto the rib cage. And all the air that was left in the lungs of that pig Wait. comes out oh. in a grunt, and the pig goes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen her move so fast. <laughs> She's like, "That pig's alive!" And I said, "I put a bullet in the heart and another in the head. I don't think." She said, "It made a sound at me." She's like, "I'll be in the truck." <laughs> so, it was it was really funny. Spoiler alert: We finally get the pig to the processor and. Uh, we did not go hunting very many mm-hmm. more times together yeah. after that. My so. um, my dad, he used to hunt a lot more often than he does now. I don't really think he goes out. Um, 
but I, he killed a hog one time, and I remember I came downstairs, and I was like, it smells so good, and he was cooking it up. <laughs> I was like, can I have some of that? It was like midnight. I woke, it, that woke me up yeah. from my sleep. Yeah, <laughs> the smell nice. of him cooking, because my dad's really good. So that's the alarm that you need. Yeah, my dad cooking <laughs> some good meat. Um, but I come down, and I grab a bite, and I'm chewing it. There's still some hair oh, on no. it. Oh my god! He's like, it'll make you stronger. It, it was really good. It was still good. I still would have eaten it to oh, this day. Um, and he also one time went out to one of my friends or my dad's one of his friends' land, um, and he killed a deer, but he didn't tell my mom that he oh, killed no. a deer. So he had it oh, up no. in the back of the truck, and he had a Tacoma at the time with it covered like a cover no. on the back and uh he's like amelia come, come to the back of the truck and he's in the back of the truck with the deer <laughs> and my mom opens the tailgate and the the top of it mm-hmm. and my dad's there with the tongue and, oh like, no <laughs> and he's it looks like she's like it looks like he was kissing the deer <laughs> and she, my dad said that she screamed and they were in the middle of the walmart parking lot and i'm like oh my dad would do that yeah my dad somebody's definitely that. calling the police oh yeah and then um he he liked to keep the skulls by the pool, like once they had lost yeah. the the um, the fur on them. Mm-hmm. Like I think we had like a longhorn skull that we found out in the in the pastures um, or something like that. But I come outside and in the turkey, what are those tur- turkey boilers that you mm-hmm. use for Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. He had the deer head. In there, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. was boiling mm-hmm. off the skin and yeah, stuff, and, and then to bleach it and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nice. Here's my redneck dad. <laughs> this is not dinner. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> don't eat that. Uh, yeah, I had some buddies in college that they tried to make homemade pork rinds oh. out of pig skin, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it still had the hair on it. Yeah. It was not pleasant. Yeah. So, all right, um, I'm gonna give you a would you rather. I know. Would you be able to re- erase people's memory or predict their future? Ooh, that's hard. That's really hard because I'm a big believer in like all of your experiences shape the person that you are. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to build your own perspective on life. And that's why you have to be sensitive when you talk to people because you don't know their sure. own perspective. Um, but then again, I don't think I would want to be able to predict people's futures because I think that's also sh- like why you're living your life the way you are because you want mm. a certain future. But then also some things in the future shape the person that you're going to be. So that's really hard. But I think I would choose to predict people's futures. Well, you know, it's interesting. It, it, it says predict, not know. That is true. So, I mean, that, that does seem, as, as I'm reading yeah. probably way too much into this, <laughs> But it does seem to indicate that they do still have an element of free uh-huh. will. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess technically we can all predict people's mm-hmm. futures already. Yeah. Depending on how loosely you want yeah, to use yeah, that yeah. term. But, um, yeah, that, that, that would be tough. I don't, I don't know. Because then I don't want somebody living their life because they think that their life's going to turn out a certain way. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm going to die in two years. and then. So that's the next ethical dilemma like if you could predict people's futures would you tell them well so each week in addition to the cards and who you are you here we like to talk pastime so so becca what are you what are you reading what are you I know you kind of dabble with some gaming, and we talk a lot about gaming because I love gaming. Uh, what are you watching right now? Gaming, reading? Yeah. So right now, I am re-watching parts of Grey's Anatomy because I don't... Oh, my god! Okay, yeah, I know, I know. That okay. show will never end. I know. So I don't... I haven't really watched the recent ones. I really like up to, like, maybe season eight. I don't know. Um, but I don't, I don't like that it. show is wild I know, though. <laughs> I know. And I, I'm not even really watching it. I just will turn it on in the yeah, background. Yeah, it's like a white noise. And do my homework. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. My ADHD is so bad. I need like. Yeah. No, the... I get it. It's <laughs> so, king of the hill for me. It's yeah. Always on. Yeah. And then, um, I am, my, some of my hobbies, I guess, are playing with my cat because he's my personality. Mm-hmm. 
um, yeah, making, I like to teach him tricks. And then okay, I... Okay, well, wait a minute. Well, let's back up. What, what <laughs> tricks does your cat know? My cat knows how to high five. Of and course he does. sit and then do a little twirl. Okay, so have you dis have you thought about trying to teach your cat to use the toilet? Yes, I have. Okay. I need to invest in the kit, and I'm almost positive he would, because <laughs> when we get ready in the morning, he sits on the like toilet because it's right by the, the yeah. sink, so he'll sit on the closed lid and um, watch us, because you know, like your morning routine. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm part of the family, and then <laughs> he'll like also get up on uh, the counter and watch us get ready too. Nice. So I think he would, and I've seen him when I do leave it open by accident. He'll go in there and like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's very curious and food oriented. So okay. with that combination, I can, I think I could teach. Yeah, him. our our dogs, they, they're they're spoiled. So they spend most nights on our bed, mm -hmm. and they they know my morning routine. Because, I mean, girls go to school, Katie goes to work, and then I'm getting ready and I'm, I'm coming to work. But they know that the last thing that I'm going to do before I'm walking out the door is spray my cologne. Oh, yeah. So, as soon as I spray my cologne, they're both going out to the back to get locked oh. in the <laughs> And they just know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's because they, they know the smell and they know I've got to leave. Mm -hmm. Or they don't like the smell because it's kind <laughs> of a strong cologne. I don't know, but it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I interrupted you. Um, and then I love, love, love reading, but I don't get a lot of time to read when the school year starts and, um, like we have to read a lot for our textbooks and stuff. Yeah. So I don't really enjoy reading during the year and I didn't really get to enjoy reading this summer. I, I did for a couple weeks and then school started for me in the summer, but I, um, did pick up the the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I okay. love the Hunger Games series, and this oh, okay. is the newer okay. one. Yeah, um, it's actually past dated. Uh, like, and there's so a new movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's that. Movie. Okay. Um. So I, I, for one day, I read over half of it. Wow. Because I, I love reading, and then school started, so I haven't <laughs> finished it. But I'm really wanting to finish yeah. it because my sister said it's okay. really good. But in general, I like reading like, um, historical and historical utopian. Um, stuff like that. Like my favorite book is a professor and a madman, or the professor and the madman, and it's about the writing of the English Oxford Dictionary, okay. which doesn't sound very fun, but it also in like it talks about the psychological mm -hmm. problems behind the man that helped write it. Mm, interesting. So it's very interesting. I, I like it. Okay. Um, and then the games that I like to play. Let's have it. I can't really play games because my ADHD, <laughs> I'll get sucked in. But when I do have time, I love Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, really yeah. It. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that game. Mm -hmm. um, I, was, I was listening to a gaming podcast the other day, or a while back, and they were talking about it. And their kind of take on it is like they're, you know, the point of that game, because their their kind of critique of it was the combat was kind of weak, I guess. I can see that. And but yeah. but they they also weren't in the Harry Potter world, you know. They they weren't they didn't read the books. They didn't really watch the movies. Yeah. They were just playing the game because it was like this top game that came yeah. out, and they wanted to check it out. And they they fully admitted that. But um, but kind of to their point, they, one of the other hosts on the podcast said, "Well." Well, that's not really the point of mm -hmm, the game. Exactly. The yeah. point of Hogwarts Legacy is to immerse Harry Potter fans in the Hogwarts world. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they, what I gathered, I haven't played it yet, but I want to, is they did a lot of work on making sure that you feel immersed yeah. in this Hogwarts. There, there is a story. There is some, some combat, some fighting that's going to happen. But mostly it's they wanted to immerse you in this Hogwarts world. Mm -hmm. And it, it looks really cool. It's it's so cool. And like you were saying, the immersive aspect of it is you're a student at Hogwarts. Yeah. So like you get to like you're living out your Harry Potter like <laughs> your mindset. And they do a really, really good job. And the combat, it's like you said, not a combat game, but right. I, I like it because I can actually win in the combat <laughs> portions and like succeed. Cause in most games I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not a gamer. Yeah. But um 
I also really love Smash Bros. Nice. Uh, I like the aspect of playing it with friends. Yeah. I think it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Deshaun's really good at it. Oh, I bet he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so are, are you a Stranger Things fan? Uh, yes. I need to rewatch it. Um, and I feel like my age is really bad, so I don't, like, <laughs> it's so much going on, too, so I have to take a break from it for a second, and then I forget what's going on. Yeah. And then I'll watch it again, but I think it's really well done. Yeah, so there is, uh, I think it either just came out or is about to come out. There is a VR Stranger Things games game on the Oculus or the MetaQuest that just came out. And, and in this game, you play as um, the the villain from Invade. Vecna, as yeah. Vecna, invading the, the kids' dreams oh and gosh. things like that. And it's VR. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. You use the MetaQuest? Yeah, we have one. Okay, is it good? Because I think we're looking at one it. and we didn't know, like, we don't use it a whole lot, uh, just because you kind of, you know, you gotta, you gotta make space in the living room, and you gotta yeah. do, do this whole thing. So it's kind of in, it's kind of involving to get yeah. into a gaming session with it instead of just turn on the Xbox and turn on the controller and going. Does it make but, you really um, sick? Because I'm worried it, about that. It doesn't. It doesn't make me sick, but um, if you play it for you know 45 minutes, hour, you will probably okay. get a headache and. Yeah take some breaks and things like that so that's really cool I yeah think i might look into getting one now <laughs> yeah it's it's a, i can let you check ours out mm-hmm. before you decide it'll be a lot of fun yeah so cool and what are you reading playing yeah um wow what am i reading um i've been reading this book i'm trying to remember the exact title of it but it's um it's something along the lines of interpreting scripture through non-Western eyes or something oh, like that. Yeah. And it's it's kind of this, I, I just butchered the title horribly, but it's it's this, um, the idea of how important it is to, to take into account uh, historical, social, political, mm-hmm. geographical, all these contexts when, when approaching the scriptures. You know, one of the examples that he uses early in the book is, that's a good dog. Right in three different parts of the world, that means three very different things. Oh my gosh! Um, in the United States, that means that's a good pet. In another part of the world, it means they're a good work. They work, you know, like they they they're a good work. They're a tool. In other parts of the world, it means it tastes good. So oh my god! <laughs> so but but that's that's their point, yeah. right? I mean, when we when we read the scriptures. There's there's that much difference that certain contexts can give to interpret interpretations of the scripture, and so it's it's really good. I'm I'm eager to kind of dig back into that and and, and read that some more. Um, watching man, they just they just put some more episodes of Young Sheldon on Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a, a YouTube short movie yesterday called Battleground and it's a it's a little 45 minute adaptation of a Stephen King story oh about this guy are you a Stephen King fan yeah I actually so, read it <laughs> oh you read it so yeah. you know the story okay well, well no read it like, oh by it Stephen got it, King. got it yeah. yeah and then his there's one sorry you, you go no it's okay uh so in this story you you have a uh an assassin hitman that was hired to kill like this top-notch toy maker and he does, and then he goes home back to his quiet little lavish lifestyle, and he's randomly sent a package. And this package is like a, a toy army footlocker. And in the footlocker is like toy soldiers and toy Apache helicopters and, and all this kind of stuff. But he doesn't know where it came from. And, and then all of a sudden, this army starts attacking him of these toy soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they're the little guys, like, yeah, yeah. like two-inch army green army soldiers and uh and it is i liked it i i ended up chuckling a lot uh-huh. through it because they're just they're shooting him with bazookas it's mm-hmm. like all i could think was gulliver's travels <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love stephen king uh, i like how he makes you uncomfortable oh yeah reading his stuff and watching him he makes you really uncomfortable yeah yeah and and as far as gaming uh man our our gaming group we're still we're still grinding through mm-hmm. 
Apex Legends, Overwatch 2, uh, Exo Prime a little bit, Splitgate. There's a couple of new ones out that we're going to be trying to dig into. Um, I've recently uh, started playing through Star Wars, the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I'm really liking it because, let's be honest, it's Star Wars and you're yeah. fighting people with lightsabers and, and things like that. But, um, man, it pushes my blood pressure. because. Really? Like, it's just, EA could have made that game a little more intuitive. Like, like if I'm if I'm jumping and the only option for me to survive this jump is to grab on a vine and I'm, you know, one frame over where I'm supposed to be, the game should know, oh, this is where he's going. Yeah. Instead, if you're like the fraction of an inch over, then the game's like, I, I don't know where you're going. You're, you're going to die. Yeah. And then I ended up dying. Oh, oh no. And so, but it's it's a really good story. Uh, I'm excited to to finish that up. There's another game that just came out called Lies of Pi, I think. Mm. That um, uh, if you're familiar with the Bioshock games, they're very similar to Bioshock. That's you okay. More of a gamer. Nah. One day. But anyway, so yeah, so that's kind of what what I am doing um, in my free time. So other than just watching a bunch of movies from time to time as yeah. I can, I also like to have movies on in the background mm -hmm. while I'm working. ADHD. Yeah. ADHD. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so it is time for us to dig into the, the TOTD, the topic of the day. And, and as I, I typically do whenever we're, I'm meeting with those that are going to be joining me on this podcast – for that particular episode, I just kind of, you know, sit down and say, okay, well, what do you want to talk about today? What do you want, what do you want to talk about? And sometimes it may take us some time to, to circle around to a topic, but as Becca and I were visiting about today's episode, I asked her what she wanted to talk about. So, Becca, what is on your mind today? Imposter syndrome. Okay, talk a little bit more about it. So, um, I am... I feel like we're all pretty aware of what imposter syndrome is. It's basically you're second guessing yourself. And yeah, I'm not good enough for this. Yeah, I don't yeah. deserve this. Like, yeah. Surely someone else is more qualified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and in reality, it's true. I mean, there's always <laughs> yeah. somebody better at XYZ. Yeah, it's just not good though for your mental health. No, it's not. It's really not. And you should be proud of the accomplishments you've done. Mm -hmm. And even though I say that, I can't believe that. <laughs> So um, I think I wanted to talk about that a lot and integrate it with maybe my faith journey. Okay. Um, so I, I've always been hard on myself. And mm -hmm. I think it's it's my parents that my mom, my mom's an amazing woman. And she is so accomplished. And seeing that, I'm like, I'm going to be as good as my mom. You know, she's never been the type to really be like, oh, you're not going to be good. She's always supportive and stuff. But I just, I know I want to be as you know, successful as my mom, because I really look up to her. She's yeah. amazing. Um, so I remember, like, the earliest time I remember feeling imposter syndrome is I was in high school, and everybody's applying to colleges, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get in here. And uh, I don't know if I'll be good enough to do this degree. I don't know if I'll make it. And I applied to so many colleges. I got in, ended up going here. Um, but I'm like, I don't know if I, if I should be a doctor. I'm not smart enough to be a doctor. And so I ended up choosing nursing to go into. And mm -hmm. I remember being here, oh, I'm not smart enough for anatomy and physiology. I can't do this class. I'm not smart enough to be a nurse. Uh, I know I have good grades, but I don't try as hard as I should. I could be trying harder. Um, I got into the nursing program. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not going to last. I'm not going to buy a t-shirt because I don't want to fail out of the nursing program because I would just look bad. Oh, I, I can't pass this test, even though I'm smart. I should feel smart, but I don't feel smart, you know? And I, I can't be a part of this club, or I can't do this thing mm -hmm. because I'm not good enough. And I feel like I've let that define me into being so academically focused that I haven't had a chance to, like, live my life, be happy, make mistakes, you know? Yeah, and, and of course, for me, for me, it, it kind of manifests in a way of, like, when I hear... Uh, of my colleagues and, and a lot of my colleagues mm -hmm. in campus mission they're doing really really great things but I'll hear I hear about specific things that they've got going on at their yeah. Wesley or things that they're doing and and my immediate reaction is 
if I'm not doing those things, then, oh. I'm not good enough. Then I'm, yeah, yeah. Don't, I hope they don't find out that I'm not doing <laughs> that, because I'm supposed to be doing that. Oh, you mean y'all are, okay, well, I'm not doing that, so yeah. don't ask me about what I got going on. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so, so where, and you may not, you may not have an answer for this and that's okay, but where do we draw the line between, between this like kind of really unhealthy imposter syndrome kind of place versus just run of the mill insecurities? I really think that is a hard question, but I think it also, or is it the same thing? I think we have to look at the institutions, not even Mm. just colleges or just institutions as a whole. And, um, and if pressure society puts on us, like in our culture, in our society, it's always trying to do better, trying to fill your day, trying to get promotions, trying to, you know, focus on your career Mm -hmm. and elevating yourself, not a family life, like not, not that I'm talking about a nuclear family, but like family life. But, you know, Avery and I went to Italy over last winter break and people there take breaks at two o'clock in the afternoon they nap during the day they don't focus on their careers they live life and I think that's so beautiful so I think that as a whole as a society we need to stop focusing on push pressuring people and also I chose a career path that is full of pressure and especially Tarleton yeah Yeah, it's a tough program yes it is a tough program and you know always questioning myself of am I good enough am I going to do this right or you know stuff like that um and I think also it it there's not really a line between insecurity you know and institutions I think I think that also with everything being on social media and trying to glorify yourself in that way and bragging about yourself it's hard to not have insecurity sure I remember in high school when um, I went on a mission trip I, th- I think the first time we went I felt so life changed and I didn't think of it as like bragging but I posted on social media yeah and then as people tend yeah, to do yeah I didn't think of it as bragging but then or like oh I'm so good I'm I, I really felt changed and I was like I had my little kids that would come up and give me hugs mm-hmm. every day. It was so amazing. And then the next year they were like, okay, we don't want, you know, our photos up. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, because our little town, it was a little town in, uh, in Belize. Or mm-hmm. I don't even know if you're a town, call it a town. They're like, we don't want our photos up. And I remember going on a trip and some people did post the photos mm-hmm. against what they were wanting. And I was like, that's gratification of yourself. Yeah. And like they, and it's bragging in a way, like even though they told me not to, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And I think it's disrespectful. And I see that now in like people's careers, like LinkedIn's full of bragging. And and I get you should in a professional environment kind of brag on yourself, but then also it leads for more insecurities to be grown from yeah. other people. Like, yeah, it's, it's a really hard balance mm-hmm. because, um, we, we as a society, as I'm kind of just thinking about zooming out and just kind of thinking through this, we as a society tend to, we tend to prefer people to live in that imposter syndrome yeah. space. Yeah. And, and anytime someone pushes back and says, oh, wait, no, no, I, I've worked hard for this. I'm, I am qualified, you know, I've, I've got two degrees, three degrees, I've got, I've got this, I've got this experience. No, I've worked really hard. I didn't just wake up one day mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to be good at this. Yeah. Like these are gifts that I have. Then they're labeled as arrogant mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, you know, and, and always tooting their own horn. And so when, when it's a credentialing board or a job interview and someone says, what are you really good at? We don't have an answer. And, and we, we've, we've developed a system to where if we do have an answer, then we're wrong. Yeah. And so, man, the, the, the cards are stacked against us mm-hmm. either way. So, so what do we do with that? Um, 
where, where's that? I guess that's the question. Is like, where's the line in healthy confidence in yourself yeah. versus arrogance? I don't think I found that. Like, <laughs> I, it's I, hard. Yeah, I like I said, I posted that one day. I think I think still have it up on my Instagram. But from now in the time being, I have not. I don't really post that much. I don't brag on myself because yeah. I don't want to seem arrogant. But then I also don't want to seem like I'm not. It's hard because I want to seem like I'm doing things, and I, I need to post on LinkedIn. But I don't think I've even posted on LinkedIn. I have followers or whatever. I don't really know how it works. Avery's a lot better than that at that <laughs> than me. But um. I just, I, when I see things, I'm like, that turns me off to want to engage with that yeah. person because it looks like a brag. And I don't even know how you find the medium between that. Um, well, because in, in the business world, it seems, uh, and, and anybody listening, please, please comment and correct us. But it seems like we've, in, in feeding this beast, um, man, if you want to get ahead, then you have to brag on yourself yes yeah uh, and so so maybe maybe that's where we start of as individuals we can intentionally seek to elevate others and build others up and you know when you see something somebody does great it's hey have you guys seen what this person did yeah. like this is really amazing that's a, that's a really good point because more often than not i see the people that aren't really working that hard in my opinion, which sure. is also, this is like a two way street. It's just not fair. You know, right. everybody else has their own, their lives and I, I can't see everything. But in my opinion, in my working with them, I see that they don't work that hard Yeah, and they take credit for other people's work. Mm-hmm. Whereas the true people that work so hard do not brag on themselves and are not seen because the one person that doesn't work as hard is taking the credit for that. Yeah. And and there are then there are those that that oversell mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Like, and they're the ones that get ahead, the ones that make what they do yeah. a lot better than it maybe really is. And so it's just it's a hard tightrope to walk. Um, and so the unfortunate thing is we we encounter those individuals that you know. Whether it's reality or not, they're talking about these incredible things that they're doing, and and you know, a lot of times for me, it's like, mm, don't come look at what I got going on because <laughs> it ain't that. You know, we just got a few people but on Discord. But you shine and, in your own way, and other people. This is true. That, you know, and it just it hurts me to see like I, I see individuals in in school like not even my major. I. I I don't like being a nursing major. I'm so tired of it. I'm sure all of the nursing majors can say the same thing. They're tired of seeing everybody every day and in lecture and because our lectures are so long. Anyways, um, I see other students, you know, they're so quiet and with how they live their life and their accomplishments. I'm like, you need to brag about yourself. Yeah. You've been doing amazing. You're doing a hard major. You're involved in so many things. Your research that you're doing is amazing. Like, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. And they don't know also how to talk to professional individuals and let them know in a way without bragging mm-hmm. that I've done this. Like, our support on, I think Dr. Falkenberry, who's our advisor, mm-hmm. she she's the new dean for the Honors College. And she's so passionate about having students let her know what they've done because she wants to highlight their successes. Yeah. And I think that's how it should be. Yeah. And um, not just listening to the loudest person, but listening to everyone. Well, you know, I keep thinking about Deshaun again. Because, mm-hmm. like, yes. man, he got selected to be that keynote speaker. Yes. And if I hadn't bragged on him, he would have never said anything. Because yeah. that's not who he is. No. And he's, he double majored. Yeah. He's so smart. And he, he will even say that he's – he won't say how smart he is. Yeah. But he will help everybody. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the and guy he is. uplift everyone around mm-hmm. him. It's just like Deshaun deserves bragging. He does. Deshaun, I, I hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah. We love you, buddy. Um, but no, he's, he's a great. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think we can, um, I think we can healthily embrace our gifts. Mm-hmm. Even in the face of them, even hopefully in the face of them being different than those around us. But we just, I don't know what it is. Like we, 
as a society, we seem to embrace and shun diversity at the same time. Like, we want people that are thinking outside the box, but we don't want people thinking outside yeah. the box. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, maybe a solution is having others talk about your accomplishments. Yeah. And, like, not even, like, a social media app that you had to have yeah. others that you worked with brag about you. Yeah. So you can see, like, true qualities. Yeah. Because I think, like, having... I think it's so good to have confidence. And also, I think having confidence would fix this, but it's hard to have confidence in face of social media and yeah. things like that. Yeah, so so I think I think our takeaways from this are one, um, man, brag on those people around you. You know, if you see somebody just doing just knocking it out of the park, yeah. just brag on them. Just tell people, did you see what this person did? But two, if someone's bragging on you, receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we we, along with this, make it, it makes it hard for us to receive compliments. Um, it's okay. It's, it's not, it's not wrong. It's not a sin. It's not anything like that to say, you know, thank you for noticing. I put a lot of work into this. I, I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, brag on people. And then when someone brags on you, uh, receive it. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I, one of many conversations I've had with Deshaun is, <laughs> he would always tell me I'm doing great. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then that's where I need to, he'd be like, why won't you let me compliment you? And then yeah. I would try to compliment him. Yeah. He wouldn't accept it. <laughs> I don't know. He cracks me up. Yeah. There was one that just as a, as an aside, um, with Deshaun, he is the smartest, mm-hmm. most absent-minded person I've ever met. <laughs> And I don't think he would ever get worked up about anything. We got back from Costa Rica the first time, and and he was just hanging out here at the West End. I said, dude, go home. And he's like, uh, I think I lost my wallet. Oh, no. And I said, well, I remember that. where is it? He goes, uh, I think it fell out of my pocket at my dorm. Like, That's another thing. <laughs> if Deshaun found a wallet, he would return it to the... Sure he would. But then he lost his wallet and nobody returned it. I think they actually... Didn't they return a student ID but nothing else? Well, I don't know. Remember. One time he lost it, he went back. I'm, I say one time. I'm confident there's been more than one time <laughs> yeah. he's lost his wallet. But uh, one time that I knew of that he lost it, he went back to the last place he saw it and it was in the parking lot of his door. Oh my gosh. Like where his car was parked, but... So, so apparently this episode is a huge shout out to Deshaun and, and then another shout out to Dr. Eileen Falkenberry. Yeah. So, um. It's really funny because we're talking about shouting out people. We are shouting yeah, out people. Yeah. Yeah. Encouragement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's, you know, you, you have any other thoughts on this imposter syndrome? I thought it's been a good conversation. I think I need to learn how to deal with it and I think it's something I'm always going to be struggling with of course. and I know that a lot of people will always be struggling with but I think I, I, I am very proud of myself and the person that I've become it's been Good. very it, it's been a struggle I will say but I on the days that I'm struggling with imposter syndrome I look back and I'm like no you've done all yeah. of this Pat yourself on the back. Take a breather. And gosh darn it, you're good enough. Yeah, I am good enough. And <laughs> Those old self-help tapes. Yeah. And I think also coming to the Wesley has helped me. Good. You know, I, I feel like I don't have to try my, like, try to outwin no. with everybody or when you're here, compete you do for you. my grades. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I can relax and talk about my yeah. life and ask for help for things from other people that mm-hmm. have maybe gone through the same thing and talk about my faith. Let, you know, God touch me in the way that I need. You know, it's so hard, I feel like, having faith as a college student. And It's, uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't get easier. It's it's just a different kind of hard. Yeah, different balances that you have to make. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, it, yeah. It'll it'll get better, but it'll get different. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) different challenge to... But you know that's that's something that that we're intentional about here at the Wesley is we want to be that space. You yeah. know, come ask the questions because I, I I do believe in in the ministry of presence. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's space to just sometimes just sit and be 
and just listen to somebody unload, you don't have to always have a response or an answer. Mm -hmm. Because many times in these conversations that we're talking about, there's not an answer. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. Uh, Sometimes we just have to be and just say, your feelings are valid. I understand. I think that's also a really good point because, you know, it's funny because sometimes at the church you're like, I I don't have the answer for that. Yeah. And as Christians, you know, I think people, the the outlook on it is that you shouldn't be uncomfortable to not know. You should want to know. And I think that's also like having faith. You should be okay to be like, I sometimes don't know all the answers and that's why I have faith. I agree. I agree. Do you have any other thoughts? I do not. I was just going to talk a little bit about the Wesley. You know, <laughs> um, if you are listening and you would like to partner with the Wesley, you can go to our website www.tarletonwesley.org. Click on that resources b- button and click donate. Uh, and you can you can even set up a recurring gift to join our Wesley twelve twenty five. And what that is, is we're looking for individuals to commit $25 a month for 12 months. The, 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 the bad joke that I make about that is that, that I, I spend more than that on coffee in a month. <laughs> uh, and I, I really do. $25 a month for 12 months or more. That's just, that's what we're asking. Um, and so if, if you feel led to partner with us, we would greatly appreciate that money. Uh, that money goes to Monday free lunch. It goes to Tuesday dinner church. It goes to, you know, ministry events and activities and snacks and other food. Uh, in case you didn't know, and you're listening to this, college students like to eat, and and you know, dining hall runs stale pretty quick. So we we love to be intentional about offering good food as much as we can, and uh, you know, money is the ability to do things. So if you would partner, like to partner with us in ministry, we would greatly appreciate it. Or if you're listening and you're, you're a pastor at a church or lay leader at a church or just a strong member, and you're saying our church can do more or do anything to partner with the Wesley, um, then, then hit me up. You can send me an email, Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at tarletonwesley.org. Um, you can go on our website. You can find us on social media and send me a message. Uh, over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. We are on all of those. And there's just, you know, the the possibilities are kind of endless for ways that you can partner with the Wesley. We do have our mission trip coming up in Costa Rica again. So um, if you would like to sponsor a student for $2,000 to spend a week in Costa Rica being the hands and feet of the body of Christ and, and building relationships and building community with the folks in the surrounding area of San Isidro, Costa Rica with Costa Rica Missions Project, um, then, uh, yeah, let me know. We would greatly appreciate it. So, uh, and we have Wesley merchandise as well. We have shirts, we have mugs, we have stickers, we have lapel pins, we have all kinds of stuff. So if you want any of that kind of stuff or you're curious, shoot me an email, Corey at TarletonWesley.org, and I can send you pictures or, and we will, we can work out shipping it to you. Um, so each episode, uh, we do try to turn to social media if there's any questions that have popped up. We don't have any this week, but if you're listening and there's a particular topic that you would like for us to cover, whether it's gaming or movies or nonsense or randomness or theology or just a question, uh, then hit us up. You can, you can send me an email. You can put it on Facebook or Instagram or wherever. Let us know. We want to hear from you. And, and the questions, they don't even really have to have any point. They could just be a random, what's your favorite kind of cereal or whatever. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But uh, anyway, so, uh, spoiler alert, next Tuesday night at Dinner Church, we are having a cereal bar. So, um, so if you like cereal, like to be in the cereal game, come Tuesday night to Dinner Church. Uh, so, yeah, just hit, us, hit us up with the questions. Well, that, I believe, is going to be it for episode 006 of The Pursuit. Thank you, Becca, for joining me today. I thought we had some great conversation. Uh, any, any other thoughts or ponderings that you would like to offer up to our listeners uh, to think about between now and our next episode? Um, thank you for having me. Really yeah. good being here. And I think uh, taking this, too, as a faith 
thing is how can I gratify others? Mm. Taking like a challenge, give yourself a challenge. Yeah. To, to compliment somebody's ethic. Build someone up. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, and with that, I think we are out. Remember, you matter. Because you matter to God, you matter to me. And the world is definitely a better place with you in it. So go today and spread positivity and joy and build up the world around you and change someone's world. We're out. Deuces. Deuces.